Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hi, man. Hello. Hello. What's up? What's up, dude? Project Sapient, everybody. We want to say thank you for making us the number one law enforcement and military podcast on the planet. We want to say thank you to all our supporters who've been coming out to our events, listening to our shows. By the way, you can hear us directly on Facebook now. It took our took our RSS feed. They're posting all the episodes on there, which is great. Freaky. Freaky, but yeah. We want to say thank you to our supporters, Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, The Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston 617, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Hule Law, Fit Cops, and 22 Mohawks. We love you guys. Thank you again, man. Really, you've made us awesome. This has grown into something that we've never realized it would. No. Like, I, I keep looking at our numbers, and we're at tens of thousands, and what's funny is... Uh, 22 Mohawks yesterday, I was talking to them. I was actually at an event, veteran event with them, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they they told me how, um, like, just, I, I told them the kind of the story of how, when we started the podcast and where we are at now. And they're like, dude, that is such a short time frame. Right. To, like, for growth. growth. Yeah, for growth. Like, it, it, it's amazing. But it's all you guys, all, all the listeners. Yeah, it really is. And you know what? Uh, new website's up, projectsapient.org. Yep. Get on that. It's got links to all kinds of resources. It's got links to the to the podcast itself. Yep. Um, emails, all that. I mean, we don't have to tell you guys. You know how to contact us. You've been contacting us, which is great. Yeah. So yeah. you know. So quickly, I think I, I told you offline about this kid that I talked to yesterday. Yeah. Which which is again kind of cool. Uh, I know we have all sorts of listeners from high school all the way up to uh, older. You know, based on our algorithm, and and I through Instagram talking to high school kids and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, but this young kid, you know, he's t- early twenties, college grad, uh, comes up to me and says, dude, I love your podcast. And, you know, I listen to all sorts because he's a marketing guy. He's like, I listen okay. to all sorts of stuff yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you guys. Well, does just- he have a police background? No, no police, no military. Oh, huge. None, none. none. Uh, he's, he's just straight up out of college and is looking for work here and there. But he said, you guys are so raw and real. Yeah. He just loves listening. Well, that's dude. Remember when we said we were going to do it, I was like, I'll only do it. And you agreed with me right away. Like I'll only do it if we're real. Well, that's the thing. Like with the writing on havoc, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not saying anything. No lies, no bullshit. No lies, no bullshit. Some people that take the stuff that you write as weird. Yeah. They don't realize you, you're allowed to have your opinion. Mm-hmm. You're also allowed to have an expert opinion because you know a lot about this shit. Yeah. Right. But experts can always be proven wrong. I've said it all the time. Yeah. I love arguing with people, but people take that as he likes to be aggressive. And it's no. like, no, I'll, no. I'll debate. I'll oh, argue yeah. because I like to learn I, too. I will, I will debate and argue, uh, civilly with anybody, right. uh, about my articles, about whatever. And we can have a rational conversation. We, all the time we have one. And we can be friends. Yeah, we can uh, be friends. I don't, I'm not going to hate you because you said, eh, I don't know about this article or I don't know about this episode. Like, uh, tell right. me why. Like, you know, what, what's you, up? You did hold a fucking knife to my jugular last week. Well, whatever. That's, uh, that. that's, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you have an article that you sent me. Yes. Proper law enforcement training requires refunding the police. Correct. June 14th, 2021. Correct. Now, let me ask you. Yes. 
is it refunding or refunding? Like, do we get our money back? Is that what you're saying? No, well, it'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be Fuck nice. Fuck it all. Retro pay 20 years. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we want our money back. Yeah, exactly. No, so, so, uh, so what it is is actually instead of defunding, which will make police a lot worse, mm. uh, where you're cutting funds from really key training and, and key uh, organizations, units within the police department. Already happening across oh, the board. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it's funny. Actually, I just read an article on my way here. Uh, I forgot which city, which state, but there has been such an uptick in violence in the schools. The city council people... We act brought back the SROs. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, told you so. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's that's. I, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, no shit, that was gonna happen. Like, I, I wonder <laughs> what's next, right? Like, we look into, like, the Department of Justice the other day came out and he yeah. put out that thing saying that if if you threaten anybody in a in a school setting or whatever, they're gonna label you as a domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. I'm not for threatening people. You can have, you can get loud. You can get mm-hmm. fucking, you can tell somebody to fuck themselves. Yes. Right. But don't threaten. Don't say I'm going to come and shoot you and all that stuff. Yes. That's illegal. Any way you look at it. Yes. Right. But why are you trying to silence people in a school where a, the people are paying for it? Yeah. You work for them. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. So I wonder what's next and why, why I bring that up is because are the, is the DOJ going to turn around, you know, six months from now and say, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that? Well, I, <laughs> well, I think it, it won't be like blatantly obvious, but they'll be like, all right, let's reactivate this quietly. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's let the let's, parents talk. Let's, let's do this quietly. And right. You know, that, that's, that's kind of the way I'm seeing it. And there's a lot of things across the country, policing-wise, that is being reversed because they realized, oh, shit. We fucked up. Yeah, like... It, <sighs> Um, Let's bring back school resource officers. Yeah, exactly. Again, I forget which city, which state it was, but I I laughed because I'm like, yeah, of course that was going to happen. You know, it was like parents are horrified by the violence in the school. Oh, no shit. Kids that can't control themselves are stabbing each other for fucking lunch food. Yeah. And there's no SRO officer. What did you think was going to fucking happen? Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, do you think the teacher's going to get in between a knife and uh, and another student? Maybe. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's some teachers that would. Yeah, that maybe, would. Maybe. But, but that's not their responsibility. No, They're there to teach. But, but again, though, it goes back to the hybrid wolves type, the, the, the yeah. protector type. Yep. They're few and far between. Very few. You're 100% right. I bet you in, in a school of 100, right? 100 teachers, let's say the school. Yep. I bet you there might be five actual protectors. Maybe. Legit protectors, Legit. the hybrid that wolves will, of exactly. fucking teaching. Because I, I remember a while back that te- that teacher that went between himself and and a school shooter yep. and grabbed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it yeah. was a, a couple years ago, yep. and, and it was like, oh my, that was awesome! Like, great job, dude. You know, so so again, and, and I believe again, I don't know statistics, or I don't have these, but I believe out of a hundred teachers, you'll probably have five actual hybrid wolves. I think that's. Fair. Yeah. I would say five or 10, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just to yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different yeah. areas have different types of teachers well, and whatever. There's teachers that are veterans, combat veterans. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? So so teachers come in all walks of life, just like law enforcement. Yep. You know, we're all walks of life that we come and, and, and do public service. You're absolutely right. And what they are doing is a public service. It's one of the most, it's just being a teacher, I think, is just as important as law enforcement. Oh, you, you're, you're the, uh, you're that, uh, was it honey that whispers uh, to kids? You know, as oh, they're yeah. growing up, you 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 are you your responsibility as a teacher, which is an incredible responsibility, 
will will echo that child for the rest of their lives. I, you know what? I'm going to get cheesy. There's been a few times that I can count, like literally on both hands, and that's a lot, that a teacher from high school and even a teacher from grade school influenced me in my adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like legit thinking I've about, had, thinking about them. Right. Had, I know I've had three. And even in, you know, critical incidents, these people have come to mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So- Hats off to all these teachers when they're when when they're doing what they're doing, but at yeah. the same time, you still have to realize that you are an educator, yeah, and that you do have a responsibility to the kids, yep. And if you drop that responsibility, the people are going to defund you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's right? the thing, and and you know, people have spoken, and uh, and excuse me, that's why that uh, that city council is bringing back the SROs. Like no shit. But anyways. Anyways, digress. digress. So police officers are shuffled through their respective police training academies. Go. Yep. So academy training can last anywhere from six weeks to six months. And that six weeks still drives me out of my mind. Out of my mind. That there's still police academies that are like that or or departments that send their guys and gals to departments, you know, academies that are like that. So depending where you are in the U.S., uh, in pretty, previous artic- uh, articles, I've, I've argued that police officers do not train enough in, uh, do not get enough training in uh, academies or even throughout their career. Most proactive cops end up seeking their own yep. training yep. to improve their tradecraft. And again, like I always say, policing, law enforcement, a true law enforcement practitioner is a tradecraft. Yes. It is not a freaking nine to five job. It's not a fucking cashier or even a, a bank teller or whatever. It is a very specific, again, Liam, uh, Liam Neeson, very specific set of skills. A particular set of yeah, skills. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you remember me? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're already getting off tangent. But, uh, but you know, it, 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 it's, Incumbent, though, on the agencies also to find the best training for their people. But again, sure. it goes back to budgets. It goes back to all that. My department where I work, our training budget increased by, by lots, which is awesome. But how did that work in your city and town? Did that have to go in front of city council and oh, all yeah, that? Yeah, city council, but n- no one really argued it. That's that except kudos for, to the people in your except, town. Except for one or two, maybe. Yeah. You always get the anti-cops no matter what. Yeah, because they've been the ones that have usually been locked up the most. Well, and one of them. Sorry to generalize. I'm not going <laughs> to but yes. He yes. had a warrant before he yeah, came into the yeah, building. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so uh, you know, so we do not train enough. And, uh, and over the years, I've discovered high-level training courses and research papers dealing with human performance, as well as neurological, physiological, psychological, biomechanical research. These companies dive into the biggest question of the why behind use of force, yep. the why behind cognitive interviews, tunnel vision, and many other whys that continue to be researched to this day. But those types of training, those types of agencies or, or not agencies, uh, those types of uh, private sector organizations, uh, organizations uh, cost a lot of money to send your officer to. But yeah. the way I look at it is that that cost analysis, right? Um, would you rather a $10 million lawsuit because your officer's not trained that well? Or would right. you rather spend five grand, send this officer to the best training, you know, for a couple of days or whatever, and less likely for that lawsuit to go forward? And again, stuff like what you're talking about, it's not check the box training. No, this stuff is like it's legit. legit. Well, it's mental. It, well, that's the thing. Like I, I talk about, we're going to actually have, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this in November. Uh, we're going to do an episode with Force Science. Badass. Which these guys are leading the research. I mean, you're talking, these guys 
when I when you you don't you don't know much about who I'm going to bring on, which is perp on purpose. Yeah, yeah. He's going to blow your mind. Oh yeah, and, I, and, I know he will. Like my mind was blown going to the course. Yeah, and and I'm like, and it's stuff that me and you already knew, but for them to put it in actual practice, well, they they put it in practice, they articulate it, exactly. they, they get into the nitty gritty of it. It's yep. stuff that a lot of cops feel. Yeah. Right, like yeah. in your gut and in yeah. your head and in your soul, you know a lot of these things. Exactly, these guys articulate it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, some of the research is phenomenal. I've sent you a couple of their articles yeah. that they've, and yeah. these guys are very well versed, published doctors, PhDs, uh, leading their fields in neurology, physiology. Like it's just they're they're awesome. It's the one good thing about these things, right? Is that. I have friends that are scientists. Mm -hmm. You know, and nine out of ten, you know, uh, uh. Facebook, you know, keyboard warriors, you always hear them saying, trust the science, trust the science, trust the science, right? And my friends that are actual scientists will say, that's the dumbest fucking statement I have ever heard. Well, here's the thing. There's a scientific method. What happens? You know, you build right. a hypothesis. If it doesn't work, then you got to go back to the drawing board. There science are, is always evolving. There are very few laws yeah. of physics. There's very few laws of nature, yeah. right? And even today, some of these laws that we're looking at with quantum mechanics and quantum yeah. physics and all that, we're, yeah. we're, we're pushing the edge of violating them. Yeah. And it's, it makes you realize yeah. science, that's the purpose of it, to yeah. question everything. So exactly. when I do hear a scientist, like my friend who was telling me about all the stuff with Rona, I question him. He doesn't take offense to it. No, that's to, to an actual scientist that is enriching his mind, it, your mind. It's getting it's, the it's gears not, going. Exactly. Because you might say something as a layman that the scientist right. never thought of, which it happens all the time. It, the eureka the moments, yeah, right? Yeah. You're like, oh shit, I didn't think of that. So that's why these guys that you're talking about from yeah. Force Science, they're applying all the knowledge that they know. They're bringing in people like you and I that are yep. giving them the insight yep. that'll be able to expand the knowledge. It's all oh, about absolutely. expanding. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. So in terms of police training, right? So I, I did this uh, training of uh, excited delirium, uh, train the trainer mm. uh, recently. And yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I noticed, I, I picked up on one thing. Um, so there was a lawsuit back in 1989, city of Canton v. Harris, 1989. Right? Okay. Think about that. Okay. Look, just keep that in your head. Yep. Court ruled, Supreme Court ruled that local governments can be liable for monetary damages when deliberate indifference to the need for training and failure to train officers result in constitutional violations. So this was a four, Fourth Amendment violation, 14th Amendment. Huh. It's because there are two different tasks that the Supreme Court has recognized for police. There are core tasks as patrolmen. Yep. That you need to be well versed in and trained in, yep. such as first aid, uh, you know, search and seizure, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's specific tasks like detectives, homicide investigation, sure. death investigators, sexual specialties assault, and all specialties that. and all that. SWAT, same thing, specialty training and all that stuff. So what the Supreme Court ruled is this city failed to train their police officers properly in these types wow. of things, which. I, part of me agrees with the Supreme, like, you know what, that's true, because it, the city failed their officers. The officers aren't at fault. It's the city. They should have been training. They, they should have been, been training thinking them. of these things. Exactly. So so it brings me to my point where it's it's really, I mean, defunding, guess what you're doing now? You're violating the law. You're violating the law. The Supreme Court ruled in 1989 yep. saying officers have to, have to, not Maybe not discretion. Not no, should. Not should. Shall. Big cities difference. shall 
train their officers in these core tasks. Train your detectives in these specific tasks. Train your specialty units in these specific tasks. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when when people try and give the "I didn't know it was illegal" thing, and the courts yeah. turned around and said, "Indifference yeah. doesn't matter. It's not a defense." Yeah. yeah, whether you knew or you didn't, or you cared or you didn't. Yeah, it's not a defense. So, so actually, uh, just quick, it wasn't a Fourth Amendment thing. It was a uh, it was a medical thing. Uh, they they went to a medical. Uh, tried to render aid, it would, failed miserably. It was, a, it was a whole thing. Yeah. But again, the city was found at fault for not training their officers as first responders to do th- what they're supposed to actually be doing. It's. I'm sorry. I think I agree with that. Yeah, I agree too. I agree with that because you know what? As much as I'm a first responder, I get paid very well to do. I should be paid more, but I yeah. get paid well to do what I do. Yeah. Right. It should. The city should be giving me everything that I need. Yeah. In every capacity, all the trainings, all the gear, all the everything to provide a level of service to, again, I've said it before, I want to be the cop when my mother calls 911, when your mother calls 911, for me to show up with everything I need. So, uh, you know how uh, we trained with LAPD SWAT a couple weeks ago? Yes. And phenomenal training with these guys. These guys are, again, the best best in the world. (laughs) But, uh, But one thing that they brought up is now, these days... With the knowledge of having certain equipment, such as shields, yep. this, that if an officer gets shot and killed, what what is going to be asked? Well, don't you have shields? Why didn't you use them? Yeah. Or this officer did not administer proper CPR. Well, why? We trained you. We, we Yeah, we trained you. And here's the thing. Again, liability and all that for, for police departments and cities, they could say, well, this officer is all fucked up. We did tra- he did get trained. But again, though, the training of in-service does not count to me. It does not. It, it, that's it, that's where I was gonna. I was yeah. I was letting you talk, and yeah. I'm like, all this training that a lot of these departments are getting, and chiefs, this isn't coming upon you. You need to realize it. Check the box. Training is not doing exactly. It. And I'm not blaming these chiefs no. and these superiors. It's it's the politicians that are giving the money. To, exactly. It, it, that's where it it starts. It starts. It's funny. It's it, you know some fucking I I forgot who said this to me. Oh well, you know it's 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 a bottom to top issue. I'm like it's not a bottom to top. Always issue. top to bottom. Top to bottom. Always. I was like, what what book have you read? Is that, that not how it is in the military? Well, yeah, it, it's always the top, top to bottom. And again, sometimes we you know we see specific incidents where we'll not attack a police chief, but we'll call them out on it. Right. The one thing that we need to get supervisors, superiors, because supervisors are like us out on the street, right? Yeah. But. More command staff. Or command staff. People that haven't been on the street in 20 years, don't think that you have your finger on the pulse of society. No, you don't. Go out on the street. Go out with your young guys. Take a ride. Go around. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a certain city, in this state, the police commissioner and sometimes the chief would show up to calls. Awesome. And it wasn't to fuck with any cops or anything like that. It was to see what's going on. And you know the you know the area that I'm talking yeah. about. This guy was loved, man, oh because God, he'd come yeah. and first thing you'd hear for, out of his mouth is, "What do you guys need?" Yeah, on scene, what do you need? Imagine you hear that from a chief, and he'll, <laughs> "Hey, chief, I need this." Bang, Boom, done. Bang, I'm, I'm the chief. This is what I want. He would do debriefs. Yeah, he would talk to. He would he would go do the um. What's the weekly thing? The comp stat. The yeah, comp stat weekly. They, yeah, and they would do all that, and he would actually engage. Yeah. Like it's things like that. And I get being in command staff has its, you're very busy. It's a big admin duty. You're very busy, Extremely. but you're not doing anybody any kind of service by sitting behind the desk. 100%. And here's the thing. When when you're sitting behind the desk and you listen to the radio and that's it without getting the full, uh, without getting the full um, story, 
Yeah. And you hear the radio and all you all of a sudden you call the uh, shift supervisor. What the fuck is going on? Like, hey. Right. Like, what's going on now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting to, to see what's going on. Like, hey, you know, enough. That That's the whole thing when right. us as cops, we always say slow down. Yep. Like once the crisis is controlled, slow down. Which, again, command staff, bosses, slow down. Like, in your own in, sense. In your own sense. Slow down. Like, realize that your patrolmen, uh, some of them maybe have a year on, two years on, are dealing with a very stressful situation, maybe for the first time. Yeah. And last thing they need is their phones to constantly be going off, texting, what's the update? What's the update? What's the update? Like, dude, come on. Exactly. You know, like, and that's where it's, you know, it's going to. But again, we digress. We're like getting way off off topic here. But let's go back it's to not training. On, it's not completely no, no, it's off not, topic. It's not completely off topic. But but in terms, but again, it's it's the level of training, right? So, so like the psychological aspect of policing is one of the most important parts of the job. Confidence is huge. Sure. Huge, you know, part of the psychological process. It doesn't include being conceited or arrogant or whatever. It, it, it's just being confident in yourself. So if I go to a one-week uh, medic school, right, or, or uh, a first responder, yeah, medic school, we'll call it, uh, uh, EMT or whatever, yeah. go to actual do some really good training. In, 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 like in the military, they sent me to combat lifesaver school, yeah. which is a couple weeks, and I learned how to dress wounds and stitch and do basic stuff, sure. IV stuff. I felt good. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do this shit because I do it on myself. You were getting a confidence in your abilities. Yeah, confidence in my abilities that I could do it. And, and it, like, you know, I see it time and time again where cops do not decide on simple crimes simply to arrest or to summons because the lack of either knowledge or confidence, right? I've repeatedly yeah. seen situations in which an officer is in front of an unruly person and they clam up. They get that stimulus overload, is that a training it is. issue? Yeah, I was Absolutely. just going to say before I read it, that's it's a, a training issue. That's a training issue, right? Because here's the thing. Once you graduate the academy, you're not getting too much stress inoculation training other nope. than if you go into SWAT or some NARC unit or, or something like that. There is no stress inoculation training after you're done with the academy. Hey. Even in the academy, like, you know, I did army boot. <laughs> Even in the academy, it's still like sort of controlled. Sure. In, in army boot, it's like, holy fuck. You I'll, know? I'll give you an example, <laughs> Iman. I was on the job for probably eight years before I went to SWAT. And it was a fucking eye opener for me. Yeah. And I considered, considered myself not a hybrid wolf, but on that level getting there. Yeah. Right. I was active. I was out there. I was getting in the shit. And when I went to the SWAT training, the SWAT school, it was a fucking oh, huge yeah. thing on my senses. <laughs> yeah. And I said to myself, I'm young. I'm experienced. I'm one of those cops that goes out there, or I was, yeah. that goes out there and I'm still a fucking deer in headlights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Holy I mean, it's shit. an eye-opener, you know, Big it's time. an eye-opener. You know, that's the thing, it, it kind of, like, humbled you, right? Yeah, it when, did. When you go did. into SWAT school, it, and it really did. Like, it humbles you, like, you, you know, yeah, I thought I was hot shit, but not anymore, and but, they, and they, you know. And they, well, there was, there was a few people there that did it the wrong way. They were trying to not break you down mentally. Yes. To bring you back up. Yes. They were breaking you down mentally to make themselves feel better about themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even other teammates, they were yeah. there doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I know your insecurities- Leave it alone. Mm -hmm. But there was also the other instructors that would step in and do the right, do it the right way. Oh yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. I've had I've had uh, you know SWAT instructors and stuff like you know if I fuck up on a movement, some of them will just bust my oh you fucked up. Versus some of them that are really good, the right. senior t team leaders will come in like hey Iman, this is what happened. You know, shake it off. We're gonna do the run again. You'll get it right on the next one. That's why this is training. Right. 
All right, roger that, you know, not, not a big deal. And you see how different people respond. Now going into, as you're training people, you see yeah. how different people respond to different Oh my things, God, yeah. Right? And, and it's, it's just so funny to me on how people respond differently to different things where right. a more, you know, like there's some cops that, you know, I'm very close friends with and they're prior military combat arms and all that stuff yep. where I could say like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And they get it like, oh, uh, yep, yeah, I fucked up, sorry, you know, whatever. But you know that. But I know that. Right. Versus a brand new kid, which we have a lot of new guys, I'm trying to gauge, you know, all right, like I get this whole fucking millennium, millennial fucking feelings now and I got to be like, asshole, do what I fucking told you <laughs> before my eyes start twitching and I lose my fucking mind. I mean, for example, we had a lieutenant uh, in charge of firearms uh, training. He's uh, retired now and all that, but uh, wealth of knowledge in firearms. The guy's been a cop 30, 30 years, uh, SWAT, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So the guy, guy got really good grasp and knowledge on firearms and firearms training. Goes up to one of the new guys and is trying to help him with the grip, you know, fix the grip, whatever, more accurate shooting. Kid told him, well, that's not the way I was taught. He actually, Lieutenant walked away. He's like, fuck him fuck then. This. You know, fuck him then. You know, if he doesn't want to fucking better himself, then fuck him. I got to tell you, it, it reminds me of one time during, was it during SWAT school or during a qual? Might have been during a qual. And I was, no, it was during SWAT school. I'm sorry. They, for one of these instructors wanted people to shoot a certain way. Mm. And it was like, I get it. You know, you're helping people out because you're seeing, you know, you're seeing on paper yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. doing wrong. And yeah. usually you can tell what they're doing. Yeah. Right. But it was so adamant. Yeah. And two of them actually got into an argument and they were like, dude, fucking let him shoot the way he wants to shoot. It's mm -hmm. not like it was like a, like a mistake that I was making. Mm -hmm. It was, I was much more comfortable doing it a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my groupings were fucking amazing, but you want me to look the part? Like, because <laughs> I, I did not a proper groucho. <laughs> so, so there was a retired cop. He's a retired cop now. Probably the most fucked up shooting platform I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But the fucker's grouping like this. Right. And the, uh, the same lieutenant's like, I'm not going to fix anything with him. Yeah, why like, would you fix it? Like, as fucked up at that as that looks, it works for him. Was it like the old police academy <laughs> I, fucking... Like, dude. Da -da -da. Yeah, like, I have no... Like, I didn't even... Like, fucking elbow out. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you... Half you chicken a, wing. Exactly. Half you shooting a revolver, buddy? Like, <laughs> easy, man. You but, see his but, groupings, though. But that's the thing, though. That's that's not a training issue to me. To right. me, that's, that's his comfort. And also, you, you know, every officer is comfortable shooting a certain way to a degree. To right? a degree, so, exactly. So as, a, as a trainer, I will... First, look at how they're doing. I'll give them, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40 rounds, and I'll watch them shoot. Sure. And I'll see a couple things, and I might fix a trigger squeeze. Yeah. I might fix just their hand, just a lit, just enough to get a tighter grouping or, or to get them more on target. Some of them listen, and they the ones that don't usually is because of ego. You know, again, ego is the fucking number one killer. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I, I don't know much. I know a dude that was going through, you're going to laugh at this. We weren't allowed to change triggers and all that stuff. Mm. I know a dude where he was sitting there flaunting, ranting and raving about how good he was at the fucking quals. And then we realized that he had adjusted, adjusted all kinds of fucking shit on his pistol. Mm. And it was like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's not an ego problem. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly, and and it's it's it goes again, but though though it goes ego, lack of training, it, it, like it's it's a formula for disaster. Right. That police, you know, chiefs and stuff like we said, they they can only deal with the hand that they're dealt with. Yep. 
politicians that give them money and all that, that fund police department or now defund police department. Most departments these days, after they've realized defunding actually sucked, are now getting money back, put in into their department, respective departments. And it's, it's like, yeah, no shit. Right. So this check the box training, I, I think street cops said it perfectly. A street, a street cop training said it perfectly. Check the box training uh, has ruined society. In very many ways. In very many ways. And here's here's the thing. I, there's a great quote. So I'm all about realistic training, right? Yeah. Force on force, sims, like real, real As real training, as possible. As real as possible so we can mimic the physiological aspects that will happen to an officer when the heart rate is skyrocketed. You're never, you're never going to get there 100%. No, not 100%. Get as close just, as possible. That's what I mean. Close as possible to that. Yep. And like... Uh, this quote from Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dave Grossman, right? He said, the sense of personal effectiveness and self-confidence created by re- realistic training is as, much, is as much a stress reducer as when the muscles go on autopilot. How many times, I mean, I've told you, you've heard me say, you know, during times of war, I felt like I was a robot. Like it wasn't even me. It was just my body reacting and I'm doing things and I have no idea how I did it, but I just did it. You know, but that's the thing though, battle drills, right? Why do we, as SWAT operators, why do we do spend a fucking week doing room entries? Over and, and over and over. And over. Like, all right, one, two, three, go. All right, one, two, three, go. All right, one, like, dude, three-man room entries, we could do it like at nauseum, right? But I, there's a reason. I saw a very big shift from day one after graduating SWAT school, doing room entries, three, four, five, six, seven years later, I used to call it walking on your toes. Mm-hmm. When you're excited and you see people walking on their toes, you're like, what the fuck? They're really excited, right? Yeah. And one of the instructors, about a year later, grabbed me and said, you're not walking on your toes anymore. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you are calm as a motherfucker. Well, that's the thing. And I was like, I guess that's a good thing, right? He's like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, I always say like, you know, when I'm like, when I'm doing an actual operation, I'm sure my heart rate is do, 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 right. but my hands are steady. My feet is steady, yeah. right? We, we kind of, quote unquote, suppress that fear. We have it, but we kind of tuck it away so we can get the job done and get the mission done. You're letting your body do it. Exactly. But how is that done? Through training. Yep. Repetition. Repetition, training, stress inoculation, right? So, so the quote I love, it's, it's 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. The best training for any police officer is realistic force on force training. That's it. Make him decide, should I shoot, tase, OC spray, whatever it may be, whatever right. it may be, whatever your reason, even to the point where, oh, I didn't even have to shoot, right? Here's the thing, like to me, applied patrol procedures, right? With APP. One of the things I noticed early, early on, I don't know if it's still happening these days, but nearly every situation is a shoot situation. <laughs> you go into a domestic, all of a sudden you got this guy with a machete running at you, you shoot and kill him, whatever. So it, it hypes you up. Yeah. But let's make it more realistic. Is every domestic call... Make it boring. Well, <laughs> is every domestic call going to result in any sort of force? Not every. Not every. Right. The vast Less, majority won't. L- one, over one million contacts, uh, you, uh, police in the U.S. make a day. Less than 1% actually Escalate. use force. It's, it's a relative statement because now even just showing up is a use of force. Well... Here's, right? here's my issues now with <laughs> the new rules that we have to abide by now. Uh, Not just showing up as a use of force, 
taking your OC spray out. Now that's a use of force. Or firearm at the ready or the low ready yeah, or down the low by ready. Your, that's a use, of, use force. of force. So statistically now use of force is going to look like it's skyrocketing, but it's not. It's stuff that we do every day anyways. How many times have I taken out my taser and told, hey, dude, no. And then they stop. How many times have you That's fucking what? had just your- de-escalated. How many times have you had your pistol out? Oh, tons. Tons. How many times have you been on a traffic stop with your pistol down by your leg? Yeah. <laughs> fucking guy got a felony warrant for guns and all kinds of shit. Yeah, right. fuck yeah, I'm gonna have my pistol out. Right. It's not, <laughs> you know? You're not You're not pointing it at his no. fucking head and going, no. I'm gonna blow your brains out, motherfucker. No. 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 It's by your side. It's kind of concealed. Now it's a use of force, and it's going to add to the statistic, and the educated, they're going to be like, well, listen to the science. I know, right? Gonna, well, <laughs> not just listen. Look at look at the stats. The, yeah, the yeah, police are out of control. I mean. there's, gonna, there's so much use of force. It's like, no dickheads. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, like I said, I, actually, we just talked about this. You yeah. know, insert, insert, uh, insert officers into scenarios with their full-duty gear. As well as Sim, Sims equipment, which is a retrofitting officer's duty weapon with different with a different bolt. Uh, bolt that shoots up paintball bullets. So just to our non-police, non-military listeners, that that's basically what Sims are. It's basically like playing paintball with it's a lot of fun actual, with your actual duty firearm. Yeah, and it hurts like a motherfucker because that's the best kind of training. Though is that pain? Like as soon as you feel it, you know you fucked up. Like shit. You know? What sucks is cleaning them after. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love. I love that on my kit. Like, I still get like I still have some kit. And like, I gotta it, right? clean it off, yeah, 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 especially yeah. the pink. The oh. pink. Oh, like, so during during our training with LAPD, well, one of our SWAT operators looks like he got massacred. Dude, he had pink <laughs> all over his fucking human sprinkler. Kit. I'm like, whoa, dude. His name is Daniel McDanny, dude. What the hell? You just got massacred, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they lit him up being number one and, and they set us up on a good ambush, but it was like, holy shit. But that's but, how you but, learn. But exactly. That's how you learn. That's how you learn to respond. That's how you learn counter ambush techniques and the proper way of doing certain shit. It comes back to, remember that day you sent me the picture of, it was your forearm, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, right, it was yeah. your forearm. Yeah. And I, I responded. I was like, that's the most beautiful picture I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a nine, nice welt. Nine out of 10 people would have been like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. But I got it instantly. Oh, that yeah, hurt yeah. That's you. why I sent it. I'm like, oh, God, that killed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and you know what's funny? They always find where the skin is. Motherfuckers. Fucking, with, like, for some reason. They, oh, like, dude, I had my, like, partially rolled up, and <laughs> somehow, like, the smallest target. <laughs> it's a sniper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, here's the thing. So, so officers must have confidence to do a job. Confidence is developed through re- reality-based training. And it's not just about stress inoculation. A police trainer can put officers through a stress inoculation scenarios, but the most important part of this type of training is teaching officers how they react when exposed to stress. Each individual officer needs to learn about themselves. Themselves. Doesn't matter how Iman does it. Doesn't nope. matter how Pete does nope. it. Every, every human is different under stress. Yeah. We might mimic certain uh, behaviors, but we will all... In generality. In generality, yes. You getting called out? It's the second time we've done this, buddy. Fucking, it's a test. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this is the second episode where I get the freaking... Yeah, uh, the call out. Dude, my heart is like, come on. All right, guys, We're it's been a good show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta go. Actually, Pete, you take over. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> you don't want me to do that, bro. <laughs> You've seen some of my monologues. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Hey, uh, so so. Anyways, uh, where, where were we? For Science Institute. No, Reaction so, time. Uh, 
uh, oh, confidence. So officers must recognize how they are affected by stress psychologically and physiologically. So the next part of police training is neurological mm. and needs to deal with the mind, eyes, body, uh, to read threats, make sound judgments. Uh, sure, this this can be lumped with the psychological, but I'm talking about the brain itself, yeah? the, the, the complex human brain and all the receptors involved that send basically signals. You yep. know, when you perceive a threat, now the signal goes to your hand or goes to your leg to run or whatever. Neurons you know? firing, no, shit going like, through your body, man. But again, though, that that's the part where information overload, if you are not trained properly to soak in everything yep. and make a rational That's why- You'd Be desensitized to it. That's why- you know, a uh, freaking media, what a split second decision. Yeah. Yeah. It is a split is. second, even under a split second. It's, it's a min- millisecond. You talk about it a lot I in do. detail here. So, so that's one thing with, with, with four signs I love. So, so uh, we're going to talk about this a lot with, when they get on. Mm-hmm. So four science Institute also tested reaction time of officers. They started with a simple experiment. The officer sees uh, a light blink on, then the officer shoots. This was simple, no stress induced test. Very simple. Then the officer, uh, they discovered that uh, it took an officer 0.31 seconds to shoot. The more complex the experiment, such as stress being induced, the more time it took for the officer to shoot. Natural. The average time was 0.83 seconds to fire. In literally a split second, an officer must process the suspect's action by reading body language, observing hands, recognizing gun or knife, and then address that threat. This all needs to be executed in under a second. Because I don't know any other profession that has those kinds of numbers. Because the bad guy will always have a, head, a leg up on you. Right. When a bad guy pulls his gun and ambushes you, because that's what he, he or she are doing, they have 0.25 seconds to shoot. You are already behind the eight ball. Action is faster than reaction, my friend. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you can't, here's the thing. You could be the most lights out shooter in the world but you can't outdraw somebody that already knew they were going to draw on you to shoot, to kill you. Exactly. You're never going to outdraw because again, like you said, action beats reaction yep. every time. So it, it, it's an amazing thing that these guys are doing that, that it's just, you know, but this almost, yeah. So all understand these guys do these experiments. That's all they do. Badass. Experiment after experiment. They, uh, they, uh, so again, I'm not going to get too much into what they do, but once they get on, we'll, we'll really pick their brains and you're going to have plenty of questions for them. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so the calls by certain politicians groups and others for an officer to shoot the legs is nearly impossible <laughs> and defies all logic with the neuro neurological load and similar officers, uh, that are subject to now before I go, why I got shot in the forearm. Mm-hmm. Before someone says, see, you got shot on the forearm, you can shoot in the hand. No, that was a volley of fire. Yeah, people don't realize there's a lot of luck involved in some yeah, of this shit. Too. Yeah, th- that's a volley of fire coming my way. <laughs> and it just so happened as I was moving, yeah. one of the rounds hit my forearm. People need to think so, of it like the Matrix. Well, <laughs> like, you know how things slow down yeah, yeah. in the Matrix? Yeah. And like one simple little move, like kind of the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. one move is affecting fucking everything else. That's what it's like. Exactly. It's like, you know, strafing a fucking, yeah. a sh- you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's, 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 it, again, it defies all logic when you get to shoot the legs. I mean, again, the neurological load and stimuli of an officer, uh, they must assess, decide, act on the information in front of them in under a second. It's crazy. Under a second. 
they have to make those decisions. And lawyers and politicians can take that split second decision apart because they have months to look into sometimes it. years years to look into it sometimes in their own fucking leisure exactly <laughs> they will slow down the video frame by frame right. to get whatever they want out of it frame by frame is a finite amount of time and i've been saying this with even my well, scientist friend it's a finite amount of time that there's actual time between frames well here's <laughs> the thing that that's one thing we were talking about actually uh in that class about body cams and all that stuff and yep. the department spending huge money uh not on the cameras but on the storage on the data yep. but on the storage but also what some departments have gotten in trouble for is because they're trying to save money so they compress the video so what's now happening with the frames per second you're losing frames you're losing frames because now you're compressing because he, so he gave us an example of uh, i forget which department but there's a there was a video some sort of use of force in booking um which turned out not to be any sort of use of force it it, it was missing frames what happened is the imagine that. what happened is the guy was going to throw up or something it was a drunk guy he was yeah. going to throw up so the officer actually um, pushed him against the wall like hit, yeah. you know fucking go if you're going to throw up the, puke there puke there but then the uh, then the booking officers back up like dude don't fucking projectile vomit on him you know right. what i mean so they backed up like holy shit but in the frame right the frame by frame though when they compressed the video all you see is him manhandle because there's a whole... And the guy's on the ground after. Uh, yeah, exactly. It manhandle him against the wall, and you see the other two offers back away as if, oh, I want nothing to do with this. Yep. It was a big investigation, but again, what they found was because of the compression of the video, they lost a lot of information Huge. that they should have had. Huge. And it's a good thing they looked into it even more. Imagine, that cop would have been crucified. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my Jesus God! Yeah. Christ. So, so we are also our own worst enemies too. Right. When I get it, we're trying to save money. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. But again, when we we half-ass everything, this is what happens. When we put a band-aid on something, this is what happens. You know, now this cop, he was under IA investigation for several months. Imagine the stress he he was. God, under. yeah, it like, affected him. Oh, he was like, I didn't, I didn't hit the guy. Like, I, I was moving him out of the way just so he can throw up, you know? No, like, he should be suing the city. Oh, my God, yeah. Because it was no fault of his own that he no. got brought into that investigation. It was no fault of his own that, no. the, that the data was compressed. Exactly. But, oh, but, man, he but, better get a good lawyer. But but those are things, though, the the normal public, the, the public does not realize that actually happens, that don't know anything about technology and cameras and, and storage of- Trust of, the science. Well- <laughs> dude, you've been going on a tangent on science. I dude. know. I'm a, I'm a big science geek. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but it, it 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 it's crazy. So so let's get back to the article real quick. So uh, we're doing an article. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Okay, so I give an example here. So uh, a driver pulls up to a traffic light. Light turns yellow. That observation causes one of two things: either he slows down. Or if you're in Mass, or if you're in New England, actually, <laughs> you speed the you fuck speed up. The, the fuck up because yellow light it means uh, it's Quick. A, yeah, it's a get get there. <laughs> so, how long did all that all take? The entire scenario took less than a second, and this goes into the OODA loop. Mm -hmm. Our friend uh, Freddie Leland that loves OODA, mm -hmm. right? Observe, orient, decide, act. Studying human brain and all its complexities is vital to police officers and should be included in training, not in in service. Yeah. It should be dedicated training, in-depth training, not a four-hour fucking block or a one-hour block of training. Ding, time's up. Yeah, exactly. Here's your certificate. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Because studying this type of behavior and this type of stuff, each officer will learn something about their own brain, right? How it functions under stress. 
and must experience their own reactions during training to learn this. Yep. Such training is extremely rare and typically doesn't occur. The only time this type of training happens is in SWAT that I've seen. I don't know um, uh, any other specialty units that d- does that, that type of training, a lot of force on force and, and you know, uh, you know, go all out. And so there I put this quote in, regular aerobic exercise, reduction of time spent each day in sen- sedentary activities, uh, dietary habits that promote uh, heart health and exercise helps strengthen muscles uh, around joints uh, may help overcome these disparities. These recommendations can be challenging to consistently implement on a daily basis. Challenging, but worth the effort. This is Dr. Uh, Rod Pope. So human performance and physical fitness are critical to the job. Yep. There's a great deal of research out there for athletes about human performance, VO2 max readings, heart rate, blood pressure, etc. And it's incumbent on each officer to seek out this research, learn about these things, right? I've seen too many cops after the police academy, they just let themselves go. Yeah. You know, due to demands of the job, which I get as a brand new cop, man, you're getting ordered in, you got to do this, you got to do that. You got other responsibilities now. Um, If you're married with kids and a brand new cop, that's even extra stress right there. Life. You know, but that's life, you know, and, and some police departments are better than others in addressing Officer's physical fitness. It's true. At the end of the day, though, no matter what, it's up to the officer. Sure is. It's individual officer to engage in these in these programs, and that's the thing why I say the law enforcement officers. It's a trade craft. It's not. It's yep. not a freaking check the box type thing. Yeah. It is. Uh, there's an art to it. There's a science to it. There is. See, it's a science. But it, no, you're yeah. right, though. No, they're, you're, they're, you're 100% right. Well, why why is this company called Force Science? Right. Right? You're, you're 100% right. And, it, like, listening to what you're talking about here, yeah. it brought up a couple of stories in my head from, I remember, years ago. Yeah. Like, I'm two or three years on the job. I'm a young kid. I'm in great shape. I went into the academy. Yep. With, I don't want to give up info, but I went into the academy with an injury. We'll put it to you that way. Okay. And nobody knew about it. I did the same thing. Okay. And the first month I ended up gaining weight Mm -hmm. in the academy, right? And then I ended up being the biggest loser, Mm -hmm. right? I got, you know, fucking my shape turned better. I ran fucking 12 miles a day. It was, everything was great. Yeah. Right. And so probably about a year and a half into the job, I'm into that groove. I'm into the, you know, I'm getting married. I'm buying a house. I'm fucking all over the place. I'm on midnights. I just did a detail or a double. I slept three hours today. I ate a steak and cheese, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I feel good, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I'm fucking 26 and I'm badass. I yeah. feel great. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. It was one of the only times the department's done this. They called all the, they call them deployment teams. They yeah. have, certain from a lot of these guys don't know what I'm talking about. They'll take like two or three units from each district and bring them to a certain scenario. Yeah. And they did a fake active shooter thing Mm. and you had to fly down there. Yeah. You'd go there. They'd take your pistol. They'd give you a Sims pistol and they'd say, there's an active shooter in this place. Go get him." And it's four in the morning. It was Mm. the most realistic shit I've ever seen. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. They've never done it again. Yeah. But too bad. Too bad. (laughs) Right. But I remember, dude, I had my mask on. I had a, it wasn't a gas mask back then. It was like a Sims mask. So yep. you get shot in the face. And I was walking upstairs and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm in good shape. It humbles you that putting that mask on. 
we're talking, bro, it was maybe two flights of stairs. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was in bad shape. It was that I was letting the fatigue from everything else get to me. Yep. I wasn't looking into the science of yep. it all. Yep. I wasn't looking into it as a skill, as a, as a, as a trade craft. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. But I wasn't. No. I was sucking air at fucking, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But, but that's the thing I get into, uh, I get into this, you know, a study conducted by university of Chicago, uh, revealed that, uh, sleeping four hours a night can <laughs> impact young adults to the point where, uh, you know, some develop glucose and insulin characteristics of diabe diabetics, right? Yeah. According to the national sleep foundation, inadequate sleep causes uh, lower levels of appetite in regulating hormones in the body in, uh, inducing more eating and more weight gain. You nailed it right there. Right? So so here's the thing. So Dr. Uh, Bill Lewinsky, he's actually the, the founder of Four Signs. I, I love this this uh, uh, quote he had. Yep. Uh, Fatigue from sleep deprivation robs officers of not only a sense of personal well-being, but also profoundly affects the cognitive abilities that is vital to their survival, alertness, decision-making, resilience from stress. So when we talk about counter-fatigue measures, we're talking potentially about life or death implications. He nails it. I mean, Doc nails it. The Doc nails it. And and actually, if, if you look up this article, I didn't, I didn't post the link here, but look up this article. He gets into some really deep neurological aspects of what happens to an officer when they don't have enough sleep when they're overworked, when yeah. manpower affects, you know, where they're getting forced all the time because there's not enough manpower. We're getting him on the show. I'm not telling you. Fuck. I'm going to have so many questions. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Oh my God. You'll, you'll see. Um, so a research project involved the Canadian Mountain Police, uh, Mounted Police, in Giggity. which uh, yeah, <laughs> over 40 uh, volunteers took part in an anti-fatigue study. After several weeks, the conclusion of the study determined that fatigue management training improved police sleep, health, and overall wellness. Imagine mm. that. Imagine that. Mm. Right? Um, specialized training for law enforcement officers is needed. It's more than a want it's a it is a need yep. to produce effective officers proper training must be implemented from the moment an officer goes to the academy to, to the moment they retire officers must learn about themselves how they react to crisis um, only then can they respond accordingly training uh, police training budgets must be increased and states, cities, towns must invest in their officers. After all, I mean, like Dr. Lewinsky said, it's a life and death situation. <laughs> Dude, you, <laughs> nail, you nail it. You nail you know, it. So, so I mean, uh, now we're getting towards the, the, this is the end of the article, but it's it's amazing to me that to, even today, you know, we hear about departments, even my own department, your own department, and, and various other departments where they're not really looking into the stuff enough. No, they're not. You know, I nope. mean... I mean, uh, yeah, they talk about officer burnout, but do they do anything about it? No. No. But they, we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. You know, Oh, we made a policy about officer burnout. We, we made a fucking slide so, slideshow presentation. Yeah. You know? You guys should watch it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, make sure you get enough sleep. Meanwhile, you, you ordered this fucking poor cop 16, 16 times. Out, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been doing friggin' four doubles. But you got to get enough sleep. Yeah, but you got to get enough sleep. Listen, like he nails it. Doc nails it. You nail it in your whole article, right? The fatigue from sleep. We yeah. know this is like one of the things. When we were talking about four science, yeah. it's one of those things that articulates everything that we kind of know. Yeah. Right? And they're much smarter than we are, or yeah. at least me. And 
they articulate everything to, to, to make you realize how important it is. Look at when he's talking about fatigue from sleep deprivation, Rob's officers, not a sense of personal well-being, profound effects. Can you or can you not relate to lack of sleep to being DK? To being oh, drunk? Hell, oh, oh, hell yeah. How many times have you pulled someone over and you're like, this dude's fucking obliterated and you and walk up tired. and they're tired? Yeah. They've been working fucking 20 hours at a construction site or whatever. Right, right. You know, and they're just dead tired. And it goes to the... it. Right to the last sentence of his, counter fatigue, we're talking potentially about life or death implications. There's been times as, as a young, younger officer uh, being ordered in so much on my way home, like no bullshit, I'd almost fall asleep behind the wheel. Dude, I fell asleep at red lights. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a real issue though, yeah. but that's the life or death. Fucking if I, if I slept long enough, I would hit the guardrail, flipped over and I'm gone. Exactly. You know, that, that's part of the life and death thing that, that, that we talk about. I mean, you know, in the, in the whole article, it's, it, again, it's not about, again, people should get their priorities right. It's not defunding the police. Yeah. It should be increasing budgets, uh, training budgets to the point where it should be unlimited. It's increasing budgets to almost being unlimited. It's bringing yeah. on as many police officers as you possibly can to take the load off exactly. of what's going on. But they need to make the job attractive again. That's the big exactly. problem that is going on these days. These days, we're not getting applicants anymore. I mean, if if <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I was at that crossroads in my life where I was back then, and I knew of everything going on, I wouldn't have taken this job. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I'm I, sorry. Again, I, I'm drawing hats off to people that are actually still pursuing this job. Yeah. Um, and, and dude, uh, you, you're, you, again, though, it's the greatest show on earth. Yes, it's it like, is. I wouldn't change really much of it in terms of dealing with people and what I do and all that. But the outside influences on the political side is a bit much. When you're talking about putting officers in jail for accidentally because accidents do happen officers no. fuck up right it, it happens in know, every profession it in happens. every profession it happens but do you see medical doctors going to jail for malpractice and call it out it's the fucking third largest it's the third biggest cause of death yeah. in this country but doesn't do you see doctors no going in for manslaughter no involuntary manslaughter nope. involuntary manslaughter nope. is easy easy to prove to prove it for doctors because yeah they didn't mean to kill them but they killed them but they killed them anyway yeah by accident. By well, accident. that's still a crime sometimes, that's right? Involuntary manslaughter. Look it up, guys. It's the third or fourth, I think, leading cause of it's, death it's in huge. this country. It's, it's huge. It's massive. Massive. And pharmaceuticals is right under that. <laughs> right there. But do you see them going to jail? Do you see that? Like, again, though, society's no. priorities got to shift. They got to be in the right area. This whole thing of using police as scapegoats, it's like it's like reminiscent of, of certain... Uh, countries yes back in the day that did that i have a little experiment for fucking anybody that wants to this is the 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 last five minutes of this show right we'll tag this on like instagram and shit i have a little experiment all right people that you know these social justice warriors they they have like a phd in social fucking whatever. science or whatever think that they know better than people like us they smell their own farts that's yeah exactly why. yeah but they think that they know better yeah okay why don't we do this let's do an experiment for one year mm-hmm Every single cop in this country, double it. Mm -hmm. So instead of the million for one year, two million, make it two million. Yep. See what kind of impact that has on society. Yeah. One year, you guys. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How much is that going to cost? A couple of billion. We just spent five fucking trillion. Spend the couple of billion. Yeah. Put double the cops that are out there on the street and yep. see what kind of fucking difference that makes. My favorite is our uh, one of our previous governors said that they. 
you know, he uh, he was going to put a cop in every street corner. Uh, complete opposite, actually, when he went into office. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's amazing to me because we were all like, hell yeah, man, every, a cop at every corner, fucking, it's going to have huge impacts on the community. Right. People are going to feel safer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> but, but again, though, I agree. Like, add, add a million. Fuck, add, add two a million. Mi- add, make it three million. You guys want to experiment with taking away? Yeah. How much is that taking away going to cost you as oh. opposed to putting, doubling the fucking department, doubling the well, training? Just like school violence, right? All of a sudden we need exactly. the SROs back because our kids are getting hurt. No How shit. many little kids did it take to get stabbed and be emotionally ruined for the rest of their lives? Columbine was kind of the pinnacle case of why they needed school resource officers at the schools, right? It took that for society to finally wake up to be like, yeah, it took that for SWAT response to change. It took right. that for uh, police departments to realize, no motherfucker, you need to go in. Right. People are dying. Kids are dying. You know. So, but but again, though, it, uh, I, I agree with you. It's like one of these days, there's going to be something that's going to happen. Knock on wood. Something's going to happen. And people are going to scream, we need police, we need police. It's like, it reminds me of that quote in, in, in uh, if you ever seen the movie Watchmen, the uh, character Rorschach, he, uh, he said, you know, people will scream about, you know, they need help, they need help, and we'll respond, no. Exactly. You know, so like, it's something to that effect, he said. And it was like, wow, you know, that's actually pretty yeah. powerful. You know, and, and, but that's the thing, though. But, like, examples with the SRO thing, right? That, it, Minneapolis, they're screaming to get more cops. They, they're asking for more millions and millions of dollars. The city council is approving millions and millions of dollars to rebuild the police force rather than completely getting rid of it, right? It, it, like different, uh, freaking different, Washington State, Oregon, it, it, they're seeing the ramifications of what's happening, but they're ignoring it because it's getting worse and worse and worse out on the West Coast. It's a lack of... I've said it a million times on the show. It's a lack of imagination. Yep. It's a lack of an ability to think outside of the abstract. Everybody thinks, a lot of these people think in the abstract. Yeah. In generalities, because the generalities are super sexy. Yeah. Because the generalities sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? When well, they actually look at data. But but here's the thing though. They're like, like I always say like, yeah, you know, speeding tickets, whatever. Like you gotta, you gotta think about first, second, third order effects in whenever right. you do anything in policing, especially since it, it is a trade craft, right? First, second, third order effects. Yeah. I need you to go out there, write some tickets. Yeah. Okay. What is that going to really do? Is that going to solve the accidents that happen in this intersection? How many times, and this ties into one of the videos that I sent you a few days ago, it was a TikTok video, and you replied and you were like, that's a good cop. How many times have you done the exact same thing? Letting somebody go for something fucking egregious. Oh, yeah. Person was nice. Yeah. And you know that you made an impact on that fucking person. Absolutely. You didn't have to hit him in the pocket. No. Sometimes you do, right? But you didn't have to hit him in the fucking pocket. No. That's what a lot of people don't realize either, is that if you really want us to fucking follow the rules- Oh, you'd be fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> Your pocket would be empty. Your pocket's empty. Yeah. Motherfuckers are going to jail. Yeah. Where I would say 75% of the times that I interact with someone, I let them go. Yeah. I mean, right? I, I'm not a big ticket guy. You're not a big ticket guy. Like, yeah, I've, I've stopped people for doing some fucked up shit on the road. I've let them go. And I'm how like, many, you know, how many like, times have you looked at someone on the street and been like, stop or you're going to get locked up? Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of times. Right? Yeah. Now it's not going to be stop or you're going to get locked up. It's you're under arrest. Yeah, exactly. 
See how much that fucking hurts everybody's pockets, right? Yeah. 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 Start doing that, man, and people will start screaming again. <laughs> yeah. Screaming. <laughs> screaming in the fucking cave all by themselves, yeah, dude. exactly. Fuck them. Listen, guys, Project Sapient, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making us the number one law enforcement and military podcast on the planet. We love you all. We want to say thank you to our supporters, Vector Shields, Jim Junkies, Havoc Journal, the Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston 617, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Hooli Law, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks. Don't forget to listen to us and to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and on TikTok. I'm going to make some really good videos. <laughs> we love you guys. Stay safe. Stay sapient. Stay sapient.